Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast. As always, well, as always from now on, you're, except for next week, actually, because Laura's coming back for a goodbye episode. Anyway, as always from now on, you are joined by Lucy from Shit You Care About and Belle from Shit You Should Care About as well, kind of. Yeah, that and the rest of the world. That and the rest of the world. Very calm in San Diego. I'm going with it. Don't know what that means. Oh my god. What the hell is very calm in San Diego? You don't know who calm in San Diego is? Okay, I thought you were saying calm in uh, San Diego, like Ron Burgundy, <gasps> stay classy San Diego. Jeepers. Okay. Jeepers. <laughs> god. Aged out. Aged out. <laughs> no, okay. I'm getting kicked out. I lost my job because of my age. <laughs> no. I'm going to do a smear campaign against you on Vulture. Also, I love that we've introduced this as if people don't know exactly who they're <laughs> clicking on to. You've got Luce and Bell, the unhinged duo um, that will one day conquer the world. Not right now, because we've got a podcast to record. Today's episode is um, kind of a meaty one, kind of a philosophical one. It's about the role of celebrity in a crisis. Because lately we've just been seeing, like, celebrities can't do anything right when it comes to the current global crisis. But is it even their job to do something right? What is their role? Um, We won't have the answers. We'll have plenty of questions. But it feels like it's going to be quite an interesting episode. And I've been wanting to do it for a while and now feels kind of like the right time because there's been a few case studies that I'll bring to the table. But before that, we're going to try our best not to talk about the studio and birds and yapping dogs outside. Even though you just did, it's fine. Even though I just did. It's your one chance. Okay, Lucy and Belle do a podcast without talking about the yapping dog, the tweeting birds, or the podcast studio challenge. Go. (laughs) Go. (laughs) This is us today. Um, How do we even start it without talking about our situation? (laughs) (laughs) we start by just going straight into it tell me what the hell describes your week the thing that that describes my week is um living the expat dream still haven't been out till 7 a.m have been told off or have had some shocked looks last night when i said i've not had a big night out like that and they were like what the fuck and i was like I've been to wine bars. I've su- I've drained my bank balance at wine bars, but I've not done a like full seven a.m. full send. I want to see this from you. I want it. It's yeah. like it's your next chapter. My next my next chapter is get home at eleven a.m. Yeah, and absolutely can't be productive for maybe a week after that. Yeah, I can't wait to be like in your orbit dealing with no. that on a daily basis. Speaking of dealing with things on a daily basis, me dealing with you. No. <laughs> 
This actually is time to air, air the... Yes. Dirty laundry. Air the dirty laundry. No. What was your question? What was my, what describes Well, yeah, week? I was wondering if what described your week would be about being sick. Yeah, look, it's so... Like, I, I hate nothing more than someone who just won't shut the fuck up about being sick. But I feel like I really just, like... Deserve to. I really... <laughs> You deserve to. I tempted the gods last week. I was like, la, 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 live vividly. I'm so happy. Ha, 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 ha. And then I just hit the deck so bad that I'm on day nine in yeah. bed. I'm like, Dido, white flag, Coldplay, fix you. I'm going to start watching like dog videos and crying on YouTube. Yes. Like it's, I'm full, bo- this is full bottom of the barrel. Like, I think you need to watch, um, military reunions because oh. they always make me cry <laughs> what when i need to release really? tears because i find it hard well i've found it quite easy since being here actually <laughs> when i need to release tears you watch military reunions <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> you i learned something just when i think i know it all okay my guilty watch is um Egyptian documentary. Do- documentaries about ancient Egypt. So weird. I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, and then I've been foring, this is such a boomer watch, but Joanna Lumley's like tour of Greece oh. and the Nile. She goes all up, she goes right to the very source of the Nile. Okay. Um, Sounds like something are. my dad, honestly, you and Normie, need to sit down and have a night on the Netflix together. Oh my God. I'm full like at the bottom of the well. Yeah. So any warm wishes yeah i'm I'm, accepting well wishes now i'm accepting gifts i'm accepting (laughs) hope i'm accepting anything and i'm sure the listeners will pull through i'm sure the listeners are like bell look at what's happening in the world shut up go and take some echinacea and go back to bed what the hell's echinacea Okay, you'll you'll know what echinacea is when you do your 11 a.m. finish. Oh, God. Can't wait. Um, I'll put some at your door. My 11 a.m. finish. Anyway, Ruby's done us a gorge should we care this week. This is really cool. I'm really into this. I only say it's gorge because she actually just used something I'd written. No, (laughs) I'm kidding. She always does a gorge job. But the first thing we wanted to talk about is, Belle, did you think in the year, in God's year of 2023, that we would be getting... A brand new Beatles song. In my, like, never. Never, never, never. No. And it's relevant to us because obviously we covered it in our band. So it lives on in my heart. We covered Come Together, everyone. um, And that should have been part of the challenge. Lucy and Belle don't talk about the band. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, you know, when, like, jock sports teams have, like, a word, a challenge word that the captain has to say in his acceptance speech. Okay, did not know that happened. Learned this um, on tour with the All Blacks actually when we went to Leon. Really? Anyway, we'll get into that into an, in another episode. But absolutely not. This story is so fascinating to me because it's obviously this crazy convergence of nostalgia, art, technology, mm. like posthumous releasing correct. of music. The music videos weirds me out ruby cried watching it Did she? i think i got a bit emotional watching it too. yeah well she's written ps cried while watching the music <gasps> video so 
That's her military homecoming. Yeah. It's <laughs> a romantic Egypt. boomer in all of us just <laughs> needing to be let out. I know. So for those of you that maybe missed it, which most of you probably didn't because I know you all read the newsletter, um, this is quite possibly the most 2023 music story that could exist. But the Beatles have just released a new song called Now and Then and it's using vocals from John Lennon that have been that were previously unusable. They've been stripped using some sort of magic AI from like a track that had piano in it as well um, and used on this new song called Now and Then. So we sort of found out that this was going to happen back earlier this year when Paul McCartney spoke to the BBC and said that Yoko Ono had given him a tape that was labelled for Paul back in the 1990s and this obviously had the vocals and it had piano on it but there wasn't any way of just getting the vocals off the tape and then none other than Peter Jackson and his team um managed, oh, PJ. oh yeah, yeah. Old PJ managed to create a software system that meant that they could strip the vocals off and now they've gone on to complete what is actually kind of a good song yeah like it had it had the ability to go a few ways. It could have been really not true to the Beatles. Yeah, or... it could have been like a contemporary Kings yes. of Leon release. Like, yes. oh, what have you done to this band? But it still sounds quite on brand. There's no like synthy, like, no. Sort of like Tupac style kind of voice going in there. No. And so. I'm just going to read um, how they described the journey and the bio for the song that's on YouTube. Now and Then's eventful journey to fruition took place over five decades and is the product of conversations and collaborations between the four Beatles that go on to this day. The long mythologized John Lennon demo was first worked on in February 1995 by Paul, George and Ringo as part of the Beatles anthology anthology project but it remained unfinished partly because of the impossible technological challenges involved in working with the vocal john had recorded on tape back in the 70s for years it looked like the song could never be completed but in 2022 there was a stroke of serendipity a software system developed by peter jackson and his team used throughout the production of the documentary series get back finally opened the way for the uncoupling of john's vocal from his piano part as a result, the original recording could be brought to life and worked on anew with contributions from all four Beatles. This remarkable story of musical archaeology, love that as a way of describing it, reflects the Beatles' endless creative curiosity and shared fascination with technology. It marks the completion of the last recording that John, Paul and George and Ringo will get to make together and celebrates the legacy of the foremost and most influential influential band in popular music history. Oh, okay, that gets me in my feels. I know, like the last ever thing that they'll release, plus it's been worked on by all four of them at various times. <sighs> I remember, I think I covered this actually in the newsletter when they talked about it on the BBC. And I remember I was thinking like, people do not often take well to posthumous. So that's like things are that has been released after someone's died. They don't usually react well to posthumous releases. But honestly, I started seeing this on TikTok and people were like really into it and really emotional. And like I saw a lot of people saying, how crazy is it that I've heard 
a Beatles song. Oh my God, why am I tearing up? A Beatles song that my dad hasn't even heard, like their parents had passed away who loved the Beatles. They were like, how weird is it that I'm hearing a Beatles song that they have never heard? And I don't know, I just saw so many Beatles fans being like, this is everything. And like in a weird way, I was like, in one direction. (laughs) No, I knew this was coming. I knew it. Go like on. If, if a member of One Direction died, say Zane. No, say Liam. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm losing it. And then, well, no, it wouldn't be the same actually, everyone. So, um, I no, won't. No, no, no. I think you're on a good tangent because there's something really emotional. Obviously, the Beatles represent this like almost indescribable monolith in, mm. in pop culture from the very fact of the like time period in which they came up and everything that everyone knows, which I'm not going to go through now, Mm. their whole history of why they're (laughs) significant. But this feels massive because it's like the most like kind of convergence of weird, scary technology that's had a lot of bad, scary kind of like press and and future projections around. And I'm talking about AI and everyone's sort of, quite spooked about that and then you merge that with the most beloved band of all time and then you create Mm. something really beautiful with it I think this is like the most positive AI yes kind of art culture thing I've seen since it became like really hit the newsstands it's sort of giving it a better reputation it's a great PR lift I was about to say AI did need PR AI needed a good PR hunt to come in there and just like do a zhuzh so that as well and there's just something it's like John Lennon obviously was such a massive war activist and Mm. that feels really like tense and like yeah kind of on everyone's hearts at the moment and this feeling of like I think the tape was labeled for Paul which is just I think this like dedication to his friend that's what gets me yeah this habit that started yesterday where <laughs> we just sit and cry at each other that makes us sound so unhinged but We're this not. story and my current bottom of the well anything could go and my newfound empathy yeah you let's, Too do, much. let's do a whole episode on that no so anyway, Roops did um, put in here, because she is a good reporter, that not everyone was stoked about the new release. Mm. Bill Wyman, he wrote an article for Vulture ranking all 214 Beatles songs from worst to best, and he put now and then at 211 out of 214, saying, the remaining Beatles and their ears spelt with an H, are of course allowed to market the group's material as they wish, but the periodic last Beatles song campaigns are not Beatles songs. They are muddy Lennon demo fragments from the 1970s that have been gussied up so they can be purveyed to help sell new Beatles paraphernalia. Mm. That's just like, take the most cynical version of this situation and put it in vote a hundred percent and like these opinions need to exist right when yeah. i read this do you know what it reminded me oh like if i'm in the car with my dad and he'll put on like a dire straight song yeah and he'll be like turn it up and i was like duh, 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 duh. and he's like oh they just don't make music like exactly. this anymore and it's this real no shade on my dad 
um, reluctance to embrace technology yeah. and this puritanical idea that 70s yes. was when music was really born. Yeah. That's real music. Yeah. What yeah. is this now on your on your yes. garage brand, band, like on your keyboard? So I think that perspective yeah. was inevitable from really like pure fans. Yeah. Whereas I think young generations are so used to mashups and mash yeah. mashing and preferring remixes things. to originals of things and being open to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, do you care? Yeah, I really yes, care. Um, I really care. I really care about this one too. The music video weirded me out. I, I thought it would be more beautiful, to be honest, yeah. but I'm a loser like that. Um, I think... Do you want to explain the video just quickly to the people? The video is like Ringo and Paul. Yeah, in real life. In real life. So like fully IRL. Normal. yeah. In a studio playing. And then like kind of over... Overlaying on top of them is like, is it AI or old video footage yeah. of the other two yeah. band members in their like kind of Sergeant Pepper get up? Yeah, and it just looks like oh, it's uncanny valley territory. It's like jarring to the eye, like original green screen. Yeah, like you know hologram vibes. Yeah, Stuart Little. Yes, <laughs> but it is like I see what they were trying yeah. to do. Yeah. I thought it was quite well. No, I thought it was exactly what they were trying to do right. to really tug on the heartstrings. Yeah, I mean, it was exactly what they were going to do. I don't know if it landed. Mm. Did for Ruby? Did it? Well, yeah, she cried. Blessings to all. So, yeah. but we definitely, we definitely care, and I think to boil it down to a marketing ploy is just really cynical and not true. I am afraid though, like one thing I would, I am cautious of and I'll be watching quite closely is like, Oh God, is every band now going to be like, this is like the pink Floyd unreleased prism song or something. And also like, I know now that bands actually have to tour so much to make money Mm. like you can't make a living off streaming services so it is an interesting thought of like opening up like another revenue stream for artists who might be like not able to tour so much but i i would hate for this to start like a river of like weird ai kind of this reminds me that next week we're going to talk about Grimes and the new AI thing she's just made. And that's a that's a teaser. So everyone, don't let us forget because that <laughs> is a perfect segue um, into that. Thank you. But I, I agree. Also, everyone, this feels very similar to um, Liv and I did an episode about is it okay, should you be releasing artists' music after they've died? And it feels like very these conversations are intertwined because – I mean, the Beatles, there was quite... It seemed that there was obvious direction from John that this was for Paul, he could use it. Mm. They obviously talked about it. Some artists wouldn't have made it clear whether you can or can't use their fucking voice for a new song. And so that's a different situation. Yeah. They've also come off the back of that huge film project with Peter Jackson. So it's very much like... Within... That realm. Oof. Food for thought. I know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, this next story I thought I would have heard about, but I haven't. And I'm surprised that I haven't. Kourtney Kardashian had her baby. Did you hear about this? I don't want to make enemies here, but I just can't deal with this story. This is this story in general? Like, or just like any Kardashians? No, 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 no. I'm invested in okay. that because I'm a living human with yeah. blood in my body. But yeah. I just like, yes, you had another baby. Yeah. Well, Ruby's written here, and I can't believe you've said this, Belle, to honor the departure of London Laura, who loves the Kardashians. <gasps> we have to talk about this. Okay. I think and you- Belle can't deal with it. No. <laughs> Um, okay, but I kind of care about this only because via their own spin and own TV show, they did show that she really struggled to get pregnant. Yeah, this is true. Okay, no. I'm, I'm going to be open-minded here. Yes, but usually, and to be honest, like I didn't even see, I don't subscribe to anything which would mean this had come across my feed, so I don't care that much. Um, but I'm interested to hear about the new baby. Oh, okay, so Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker have had their new kid together. It's called Rocky. Is it? That's my dad's name. Is it? Yeah. Do you care now? Yeah, I do. No, yeah. I also was a Travis Barker freak drum fan back Ah. in the day. So this is where my interests sort of like start to spike. I also must admit that like opening up the conversation about geriatric pregnancies Mm. is really... Worthwhile. Yeah, that's I know what that's what called. they're called, but even like the fact that they're called that yeah. is so crazy. Anyway, the show followed her experiences with IVF, as I just said, but it wasn't actually until she took a break from IVF that she got pregnant naturally. There were a few complications, which I think the media got a hold of, but sort of kept under wraps. We knew that she had medical attention, but didn't know more than that, which is good because we do not deserve or need to know any of that and basically she just had a baby and do we care honestly not really after all of that (laughs) not really but I'm sure some of you in the audience might yeah and I yeah like I said before I think the whole geriatric pregnancy coming into conversations is really kind of important because you don't really see celebrities championing it Mm. that much and and the Kardashians have like done surrogacy mm-hmm. and they've really sort of pushed the envelope in that yeah. respect and for that I do have like although the surrogacy stuff I wonder if yeah. in the most cynical Ooh. mind I'm like do you just want to keep a hot body like quote-unquote hot body and so you're getting other people to carry your children I just think female fertility and that whole conversation and that whole journey is so specific to each yeah. person. You just have no idea what's yeah. going on inside them. Maybe I'm just cynical because it feels like something that only people with a lot of money. A hundred percent. Which, what price can you put on having a child? So, yeah. so I don't know why Oof. we went this deep. So on the story that we've said that we don't even <laughs> particularly care about it. Um, and then Ruby has just put in some bonus updates for us about some TV shows that are coming out, which I'm actually interested in. Did you ever watch The Bear? No, and I next bed day. Yeah, and the going Bear to is so good. I think I just okay. Do you know why I haven't watched it? Why? Like I've watched 
all around it. This meme came out as the bear came out, which was like, why would I watch a TV show based entirely around the type of man I've been trying to get out of my life for the last 10 years? Oh. And it just... It just put you off. It was so t- <laughs> triggering. <laughs> so triggering. That you stayed away from the bear. And I, I know I'm going to love it. No, I saw a meme about it that was like, I was going to sit down and watch the bear, but then decided I didn't want to watch anything too stressful so I chose to watch a 9-11 documentary instead <gasps> because the beer is so stressful yeah. like as a oh show but it's because yeah the beer is so stressful yeah so, I've been cruising down a riverboat along the, the Nile yeah. in my documentaries and my sick hell um I don't think the beer is season one actually is okay okay I do want to say as well all because I obviously know the characters and stuff like the internet's obsession with Sydney and what's the main character? Kami. Kami. Like, oh, there's sexual chemistry. They're together. And yeah. the writers of the show are like, let us just write a platonic yes. friendship. And like a working relationship. Yeah. And there's like all these slow cuts on like. I know. Oh, I what's going to happen? There's like fan cams of them that are like. I know. And, and oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like not the case. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's absolutely not I don't want to spoil true. it. That's wrong. <laughs> anyway, so the beer has been confirmed for a third season in 2024. Um, with the SAG after strike, we don't know exactly when that will be, but yay to a third season. The next season of The White Lotus. Did you watch The White yes. Lotus? It's been pushed out to 2025 due to the strikes, um, but it will be reportedly based in Thailand. As I heard. Chic love. Yeah, can't wait to. Oh, I love it. Euphoria season three. Did you watch Euphoria? Yes. It's been set back to 2025, which will mark nearly three years wow. off air since the second season. Holy fuck. Yeah. It feels really far. Also to note that Fez won't be in yeah. this because of the death of Angus Cloud. And so that'll be interesting to see how they handle that in the yeah. script. What is going to happen, Lucy? What's going to happen What in the in-between yeah. since... All these shows are being pushed out. All yeah. the blockbusters are going to be pushed out. Just a fuckload of reality TV, do you reckon? And incredible books. Incredible books. <laughs> Everyone will be turning to books. They'll be joining book clubs. They'll be read. They'll be just trying to make it make sense they'll, in the meantime. In the meantime, we can really work on ourselves by trying to make it all make sense <laughs> with a non-self-help book about it. Speaking of making it make sense... Great segue. Well, I'm, I wasn't really sure how to continue it on, but... Making sense of a celebrity's role in a crisis seems to be something that no one can decide on what they want, expect, or, like, are okay with seeing from celebrities. And it's caused a really interesting and kind of terrible outcome for, like, most people being online. Like, yeah. because I was showing Belle the other day, like just random influencers, photos, or like a, like even people like Emma Chamberlain and Brittany Broski, who are not experts on global crises, crises, have never claimed to be, and have just been sort of posting throughout their daily, their normal lives, right? Yeah. And the comment sections are like the craziest things I've ever seen, the most like dystopian things I've ever seen of like, there'll be one of one flag, 
a comment of another flag, a comment of like, why haven't you said this? And then a comment of brown looks great on you, babe. Or a comment on like Gucci, don't they use this type of labor? And like the comment sections are like anxiety inducing to watch. And I just thought it's time we had just a bit of a chat. We try not to like shy away from tough conversations like this, but and maybe this is what celebrities should do as well. Taking a bit of time to watch what's going on and figure out the best way to talk about it or the best way you can use your platform to help is probably like a really good thing for celebrities to do, not just like commentators like us. Yeah. Um, the reason I say taking some time might be a good idea Taking some time, but not too much time, maybe, which was a really hard line to walk. So on October 7th, when we sort of got the news, celebrities just got on their um, Instagram infographic sharing, like, immediately, Mm. immediately. And then we saw things like Justin Bieber. I'm just going to give a few examples. He shared a graphic that said, praying for Israel. This is to 293 million followers but it showed a photo on it of a building that had been destroyed in Gaza. And so then he deleted it and he just posted praying for Israel with a blank background. That is because they just felt this immediate, like visceral need to share and use their platform, um, which at times works out in their favor. At times it doesn't really help anyone because they're sharing misinformation. Jamie Lee Curtis she shared a photo with her five to her five million followers, saying "Terror from the skies" with what she thought were Israeli children in the image. But the image's photographer came out and said, "Actually, they're Palestinian children that are on this photo." And so then she took it down. And so just at the very beginning of the situation, celebrities jumped in feet first, got things wrong, and like didn't take time to think or learn about any of this. So that's what happened sort of immediately. When I think of someone that has taken an approach that the internet really has not liked, and honestly, rightly so, because she's been posting some really insensitive shit, Amy Schumer, she's been running on her Instagram bullshit in like a really terrible, terrible way. And to the point where she like, she did this one post where she was like, I'm putting my comments on for this post. DMing activists about why they don't know anything and about no. why their work's bad. And and she's just, I mean, there's lots of articles that you can read about Amy Schumer. I'm sure you've all probably heard about her. And then the most recent person, which was what actually sort of brought on this conversation or me wanting to have a bit of a chat about it, was Selena Gomez I don't know if you saw any of the Selena Gomez discourse. No, what's been happening? Okay, so Selena Gomez has 450 million followers. Yeah. Huge amount. She posted the other day, I've been taking a break from social media because my heart breaks to see all of the horror, hate, violence and terror that's going on in the world. People being tortured and killed or any act of hate towards one group is horrific. We need to protect all people, especially children and stop the violence for good i'm sorry if my words will never be enough for everyone or a hashtag i can't stand by innocent people getting hurt that's what makes me sick i wish i could change the world but a post won't love selena and then 
people were so outraged at that. Really? Like, so outraged. Because Are I, you outraged at that? Like, I'm not outraged at that because I don't look to celebrities to be... But it's like, she, it's so complex because she has 450 million followers. So her saying that a post won't change anything... I'm not sure if that's totally true. We just saw Taylor Swift post about like voter registration and sign up like 35,000 people. Wow. In. So, yeah. so there are ways where I'm like, it's not that a post won't change anything, but it's like her making that statement, I think it got a level of backlash that is unprecedented. Yeah. And then I was seeing tweets all over like Twitter of like, Selena Gomez playing the victim once again, thread, and like, oh, oh and it God. just got really awful. But it's like so fucked up when celebrities have a larger following than news outlets. Yes. And they need to acknowledge, obviously, yes. that's not a completely objective source, but for argument, for argument's sake, mm-hmm. you have a celebrity who's not a skilled, trained mm-hmm. reporter with a following that news outlets would die for they spend millions of dollars a year trying to grow and this expectation that a celebrity can use this in a better way than like people who are reporting on the ground yes. and aid workers and and like political analysts yes. and, and it's just it's really fucked up and i i don't think anyone's worked out how we go about it no. and, and what the right use of that power is. And even like civilians with low, low stakes, Instagram or sort of social media mm. followings are, are feeling that paralysis. Yeah. And, and Luce and I were talking the other day about like using the whole black lives matter movement as an example of like, when do you stop? When yeah. does celebrities stop posting about yes. this and go back to like yeah. their lives? It's like, this goes on forever. Yeah. And it's, it's, this is why it's so fucked up that we have expectations of celebrities to operate like professional news Yes. And I think it's interesting because there has been enough time for like celebrities to probably use their platforms in a way where it's like there's enough time to discern sources that are good yes. and places to donate that are good yes. and – and helpful things to do. So I think there are ways to use it where you're not centering yourself Completely. in it. And I think that's what people's issue with Selena Gomez was. Um, but it's like, I was seeing more people mad at Selena Gomez than, than at Amy Schumer. And Amy Schumer really? posted some awful cartoons, awful things. And I just thought there's a lot of misdirected anger, yes. misdirected tension. But so... I'm just focusing on Selena because I saw it all over TikTok and I just wanted to chat about it. So then she said she was going to take a social media break, which then people were obviously like, this is not about you. Like some people don't get to take a break. Yes. Which again, I agree with. I don't think she should have come out and said, I'm taking a social media break. Yeah. Um, Again, I feel like these people need like a team of a hundred people around them that are liaising with fucking journalists or something. Constantly. That's what I'm thinking. Like the state, the story that she posted or the statement that she came out with in my eyes, sounds like a really polished piece of PR. It's like very like 
I can't change, like, not yes. trying to be political about it. And yeah. the thing is, this is fucking political, and that's just become yeah. so evident over the coming weeks. It's just like, you can't yeah. exist in this world and, and be apolitical, particularly on things like this. Yeah. It's so murky, and like, it's which some, I think is a bad thing to expect from everyone, like, that, that, Everyone has to pick a side and be really loud about it. Not for this situation, but just for, like, the world. A hundred percent. In general, every issue of your favourite influencer has to quickly pick a side and then talk about it. It's just, like, that is not good for anyone. And the whole, like, perceived hypocrisy around it. So, like, oh, I'm vegan now and I'm anti this and like this idea that celebrities always have to be like championing causes all the time that freaks me out so much it's like how many ah how much can I do and and how much is like feasible and and acceptable to expect of of someone also because these people are actors or musicians or influencers like they're not intellectuals in like the nicest way possible they're not there to give us information honestly most of them are just there because they're hot (laughs) and so I'm like the best thing they can probably do is if they believe in something point to the activists that have been doing this for years and because it kind of I reckon it discredits the work of like activists that have been using these social channels or whatever doing their oh my god completely for like dedicating their lives to this to then see a celebrity come and just like say something that's kind of half true, but they know will be okay in the public eye. Um, Anyway, what Selena Gomez has done since is she owns the makeup brand Rare Beauty, and Rare Beauty has just come out and announced that they are going to be donating um, to Palestinian relief organisations in light of what's going on over there. So using – so she is, like, tangibly doing something more than any of us. Um. But yeah, people were just how how has that been received? That was received. I sort of started to see like much more positive kind of reception of yeah. that because yeah. at the end of the day, one thing that these celebrities do have is money. Yeah, right. And like then, obviously, from there, it's like, where is the money going? Yeah. That? But that to me feels like putting that in the right place is one thing that yeah. you can do without centering themselves in a really fraught or political or nuanced discourse but then I think something else interesting is like they could be donating money and if they don't post about it and center themselves the internet is still going to fucking hate them yes like so they have to see what is the answer there's no answer there's no answer I will say that there are some celebrities that have sort of spoken up about this and the internet, anyway, which is not the real world, but is a lot of where this is taking place. Um, a lot of the discourse about it's taking place. But there are some people that have spoken up in a way that the internet likes and respects. Obviously, goes without saying, Bella Hadid, and she's had to deal with deep fakes being made of her saying shit that she's not saying. Angelina Jolie, this is an interesting, interesting one. Um she spoke up in defense of the people of Gaza and Palestinians and calling on the UN Security Council to actually do something about it and demanding a ceasefire, etc. And people online were like, that's a great statement. Yes, 
um, that's what we've all been saying, her dad spoke out against her <gasps> saying, so her dad, I think he's an actor. He's like got a platform. I don't know him. I don't know him personally. I don't know him personally. But he shared a video in response to Angelina's statement and he captioned it, truth and lies. <gasps> and then sitting in front of an American flag, he said, I'm very disappointed that my daughter, like so many, has no understanding of God's honor, God's no truth. No fucking way. <gasps> yep. And then another person that has recently come out, which is interesting, and I'm not surprised by it, is Lord. Mm. So there is a Palestinian activist that did a, and singer that did a beautiful cover of Team and just the sound's gone viral on TikTok. We live in cities you'll never see on screen. Not very pretty, but we sure know how to run things. Living in ruins of this palace within my dreams and you know we're on each other's team. So oh. the lyrics of that song were quite... Poignant. Yes, yeah. poignant. And so Lord um, reposted... This singer, Nemesis is the singer, and captioned it, I'm so grateful to my Palestinian sister for reminding me why I make art. It speaks when I cannot. It fills spaces where words are inadequate. She speaks through me. I speak through her. And the reason it's not surprising that Lord reposted this is because back in 2017, she cancelled a concert in Israel after receiving a lot of messages from people and letters sort of educating her on what was going on mm. back in 2017. That's wow. the first time I had ever um, engaged with or, like, read up about what was going on. So I guess in that sense, like, celebrities do have the ability. Back then, okay, this is going to get meta, and I'm thinking as I'm talking, as I have been for a lot of this podcast, but in 2017 when she did that, it brought awareness to the situation yeah right now there is awareness everywhere celebrities don't need to talk about it to bring awareness to it because you can look at any news organization you can follow journalists on the ground in gaza you can listen to any podcast everyone is talking about it so the idea that we are we are forcing celebrities to post for awareness i don't think is a good argument because there is awareness yeah i think the idea that we want celebrities to post so that they can share good sources to a lot of people, that's okay. Yes. And that's – but that's almost like how do we define a good source? Oh, how do they define yeah. a good source? It's like and, – And who is like – Fucking George Clooney on the set of a film, like picking up his phone on yes. his lunch break and being like, ah, this? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? When did, when does that, when do we expect yes. that as the man? And it's like, what do we all want from this except us as a people online commenting on someone's post tearing them down or asking them why they haven't spoken about X topic or X thing. Like that is not helpful. Why do we do that? Is it to make ourselves feel good about doing something, even if that something isn't having a direct consequence on the, whatever crisis it is at bay. It's so fraught. It's so fraught. And it's also this idea of like having a platform is a huge privilege. Mm. And huge power, but also, as I've observed closely, 
a huge burden too mm. and you don't have often the, the like again a newsroom structure yeah behind that to kind of objectively advise on the best like way forward or the best way to use it when misinformation or disinformation spreads because celebrities share things it's also our fault because we expect it and we pressure it yes so it's like we are not just perfect citizens that can alleviate ourselves of no. like, like when a celebrity has a fall from grace, it's like, well, they were pressured into making some sort of post, blah, blah, blah. But like also celebrities just, they have the ability to log off and go and live their lives. And it's like half of me is like, good on you for not doing that. Yeah. Because no one else can do that. Yeah. But then I'm also like, is it helping or is it harming? I don't know. What is the celebrity's role in a crisis, everyone? I wish I could do... Honestly, I wish I could do a poll about this, but it this was just... Is, I was just about to say, this is so where you and I diverge. I was like, I want to do a university thesis. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I want to do a poll so I can see... But I would get a skewed because the online world... Yeah would think differently to the real life world of what a celebrity's role in a crisis is. Really, again, not to get like kind of haggard university lecturer of media studies 102 on this, but like part of this I do feel like is the total erosion of funding and independent news journalism. It's so underfunded and under kind of resourced now because of capitalism and all the bad things in the world that – we're now treating celebrities as indigenous yeah. news sources. And I just think if we had a robust fourth estate, a robust yeah. news system, independent from being dependent on commercial advertising, I do think this dynamic would be yes. really different and it, celebrities would be freed a little bit from these expectations. And I think because of the past like six years, maybe trust in all news institutions yeah. has been just eroded away, eroded away. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, so we're not going to trust news organizations. We're going to trust Joe Blogs with a hot take yeah. and Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Like, that can't be better. It can't be. It can't be better. It can't be better. And then there's this whole other good thing that's come out of it, which is independent experts getting their own platforms yeah. outside of those commercial restrictions where they can, you know gain traction and and have a, their own platform for their expertise so it's a real fucked up time out there it, it honestly is and good on any of you for getting living this within it through it, this dense podcast yeah i know this like tricky tricky question filled answers not really available because if we had the answers i don't know we wouldn't be on a podcast talking about them we'd probably be fucking rich somewhere as a celebrity that's struggling to know whether we post about that a hundred percent okay i think i think that's a wrap i think that's that's a wrap on this conversation because as we said there's no answers i feel like we're gonna go away think about this some things are gonna happen and we might do like a part two of yeah this. yeah so stay tuned stay tuned because this will continue to be something we all probably think about for 20 years, 30 Correct. years, until there's no news organisations anymore and we're just getting all our news from celebrities. Ah! Uh, meanwhile, you got anything on your radar? I have been, other than travelling down the Nile, um, 
watching the morning show. That's what's on my radar too. Is it? Because I'm only up to episode two. <sighs> okay. Um, and I must say, like, there's some good, there's some good bits in there. It's not all great, but yeah. there's some good bits in there. I find it a really strange watch. I don't know why. Yeah. It feels like just a weird, weird show. <laughs> For some reason, I don't even know why. It just, it makes me feel weird to yeah. watch. No, I know what you mean. It's not a comfort watch. No. Obviously, we'll be doing sex education now that you've fucking gone ahead and oh, yeah. watched me. It's all good. I'm reading Fourth Wing for our yes. book club, which is so weird to me. It's not my normal genre, and I'm diving right in. Yes. And honestly... On my radar is just well-being. Yes, and so it should be. And so it should be, and so it shall. And so it should be for all of you as well. Yes. So we'll see you, well, I'll see you next week with Laura for her goodbye culture vulture edition as she heads deep into study. Incredible. And Belle, we'll see you in a few weeks' time. And I will finally have something new to talk about other than my health, so cannot wait. Cannot wait. Maybe I'll make a sick playlist and share it with you. Oh, yes. To resurrect. Yeah. Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.